0: Hey gang, this is Patrick, the producer of Emotional Sobriety, The Next Step in Recovery, trying my hand at a little sponsorship commercial for a product that I really enjoy. It's called Magic Mind. It uh, has matcha that gives you energy, adaptogens that help you relax, nootropics that keep you focused, and honey that makes you happy. I'm not going to claim to fully understand what any of this shit means, but I have it uh, with my coffee in the morning. As recommended, they say you're supposed to have it with your morning caffeine, And uh, I liken it most to like uh, an extra delicious wheatgrass shot. You chill it before you drink it. Goes down super smooth. And uh, I really enjoy it. You can find Magic Mind at magicmind.co. Give it a shot. uh, Literally, let us know what you think. And uh, onward to the program.
1: One of the great things I think about emotional sobriety is that it's really a path to really a true celebration of differences. Mm-hmm. is that when I am operating from a place that, you know, I'm not in this world to live up your expectations, you're not in this world to live up to mine. I can let go of any demands, requirements that you should feel or think the way I do.
0: Bill Wilson, co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, wrote in 1952, "If we examine every disturbance we have, great or small, we will find at the root some unhealthy dependence and its consequent demand. Wilson suggested that if we could identify and continually surrender these unrealistic and unrealizable demands, that we may then be able to accomplish what he imagined to be the recovery's next frontier, something he called emotional sobriety. Flash forward 70 years and join psychotherapists and best-selling authors Tom Rutledge and Dr. Alan Berger, who have taken up the mantle of exploring Bill Wilson's new frontier, Welcome to emotional sobriety. It's a beautiful day here. Are you it fall? It's fall. You and it's more
2: fall where you are, Alan. I know you've oh, got as a beautiful. California guy, you are going to be
1: loving the weather right now. No, I really do. It's it's a beautiful <clears throat> day outside. It's it's like a crisp sixty-eight degrees. The leaves, sun leaves are, dying. are changing color. They're, They're just starting beautiful. to change. Oh, And it's, it's, and look, I can breathe the air here. (laughs) I don't have to go out with a respirator on. (laughs) I wear a hazmat suit when I'm in. That's right. Details, (laughs) details.
2: (laughs) Beautiful. I I just, uh, you know, I know there'll be times where you're snowed in, uh, you know, in nashville we have the best snow because we have we have a snow and and it lasts for a week at most you know it's like it, it bear you know so we're out but it's like the people the friends i have up there where you are it's like you know it's all really beautiful at first and then you you check with them you know a month later and they're going like no we still haven't gotten out of the house yet it's like (laughs) the cars under under the snow
1: look i i was prepared last year for that i mean i had my winter boots and I was ready to go play in the snow and we didn't get much last year it was a very mild winter and I bought a toboggan and I bought all these these oh it's coming so we're gonna work so it's coming. don't worry
2: it's coming I'm ready I'm gonna lean into it it. oh your kids are gonna love it too
0: for my weather chime in we had a dust storm the other day a literal Mm -hmm. dust storm um and uh, I thought it was uh at first I was driving around at night and uh I thought it was foggy but i'm like i live in a desert where's yeah. the fog coming from yep. <laughs> so uh it was okay. actually yeah just a layer of uh you know i always compare where i live to uh the the desert moon of arrakis from dune uh you know <laughs> like kind of a less a slightly less shitty uh arrakis so that's uh that's wow. been my life out here it's, but that's
2: i grew up in west texas and we had these dust storms it was just i mean it was just you could just i remember you'd go outside and you could just see this wall of Brown that was, was, was coming for you. It was like, you know, it was, you know, it was the, the, the stuff of the, of the old dust bowl days, but it wasn't, you know, that, that severe, but it's, it's like, uh, and, and there was, and there was, and I do remember my mother always, always complaining that there was no such thing as ever being able to dust the furniture often enough, because there was always a layer of dust and everything, (laughs) because there were, (laughs) we had no trees to to block anything. It was just, it was just dirt blowing in and and Mm -hmm. no just flat land. So.
0: Well you know Let's as far as uh as far as emotional sobriety this has been a very rough couple of weeks for me in terms of holding on to myself but it's also been a this too shall pass type of uh, deal because um the last few days in particular um as a consequence of just really grinding and and doing the work and um trying to remain humble in the face of my many uh shortcomings especially the context of you know my uh relationship with my mm-hmm. partner my um, who's now living with me um it's uh i think i seem to have gotten through the storm chops and um things are going pretty good but man it's uh emotional sobriety is a journey not a destination that's for sure
2: yeah always, always some there's always something more to do. And it's a little bit like dusting in West Texas. It's like, you know, you, you just can't do it. You can't practice it often enough. It's, it's, uh, and you know, and I, and I've heard, you know, I've talked about this, but, but I know not Alan, you say this too. It's like, you know, if you want to, if you really, if you really want a catalyst for growth, get, be in a relationship, you know, it's, uh um, it's that's really it is it is the boat it is the best exercise for a relationship because it will challenge you and as long as you can keep framing it that way and remind yourself or you let us know if you are losing that that point and we'll remind you again it's like but i promise i promise you as somebody that's you know down the line in relationship is is that you know i I told somebody the other day i think some of what love is made of when you get 30 we're 36 years into this and, and it's it's uh, I said, some. I think some. Some of the love is actually made of scar tissue, you know, of, of, the, of just some of the shit that we've been through. It's not necessarily that we just did it beautifully or, or eventually got everything right, but it's just like we just shared the experience, and sharing that experience and sticking it out is a big, big part of that. So, I wish, I wish you, you and Maddie both, uh, and I hope she has a good support system as well.
0: Well, uh, thanks so much, Tom. Um, how you been, Alan? Well, listen. Before you go on
1: to that, I'm re- I'm I'm reminded of a uh, a poem that Blake had. I believe it was William Blake, and he goes, <laughs> "It is better to murder a child in its crib than to nurse unacted desire." He goes, "For whoever is not killed in love is dead meat." <laughs>
2: I'm an English major. I never heard that poem. It's like that's beautiful. I,
1: it's it's beautiful and it's so violent. To, to oh, think. it's
2: just no be, it's beautiful in there it mean, just pops out. Great. Yeah,
1: isn't it? I wow! Mean, it's, it's whoever's not killed in love is dead meat. I love it so, Patrick. We know you're not dead meat.
0: Oh, uh, that's all that's I've right. ever uh, not that's wanted what to be. inspired
1: to, right? I just. Patrick, Pat,
2: Patrick, how hey, how the, the podcast go today, Patrick? It's like, uh, well, apparently I'm doing better than I thought.
1: I don't know. I'm not dead meat. I learned I'm not dead <laughs> meat today. My God, what a day! Let's celebrate. Looking at, at life through a, an illuminated gaze is so different, isn't it?
2: It's impossible to take the 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 the, the slant we're taking, you know, with the emotional sobriety and recovery and and the bigger bigger recovery, uh, but also twelve step recovery. It's It's impossible to to look through this from a point of view of what we have to share and what we can teach and and not also be experiencing it ourselves firsthand. And it's like, and I think that's true for most, most everything. I always say that's one of the advantages of, of being a therapist is, it's, you know, being, being a therapist and being in other people's therapy sessions is, is, is never a substitute for doing your own work with your own therapist. But we do have this advantage of being in therapy all the damn time. I mean, it's, it's like, we, we do get to, we have this wonderful gift of being able to focus, uh, with people and to have these conversations. And one of them is about. The perspective you're talking about, Alan, which is, and I, and I was thinking about it on my, 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 my pre-podcast walk with my dog, Lucas, just, just a few m- minutes ago. You are the one who's in charge of representing yourself in this, though. So be sure when we're talking about the things that are important to you, because that's a lot of what emotional sobriety is, is representing yourself in the, in the, in the most clear way, in the most specific way. And so it, beware that we are, we are trained, I think as Western humanoids, we are trained to kind of learn by saying, okay, here's what this, here's what emotional sobriety is, for instance, and we can give definitions. And in, in, I think we could probably just do a podcast of giving a different definition. We I mean, there's all kinds of angles on this, but, but we have that, but it's not just about trying to fit into that. It's about trying to say, okay, what does it mean to be really true to myself? What are, you know, these are the value things these are the things of of what's most important to me what matters to me most um you know what you know w- you know one day when i'm no longer here you know what what do i want to what do i want to be able to you know what, what do i want people to say who who are left behind what what, what do i care about what they say uh, and um just really take responsibility for for ha- ha- you know i was thinking about you know um you know, we, we use A's a lot awareness, awareness, acceptance, action. But I also thought I put a couple of other A's in there when I was thinking about it today. And that was authority, my personal authority of my own life. And, and, um, um, there was another A, but I don't remember what it was. It's, it's like, but it's, but it is, it is, oh, agency, just the idea that, that, you know, that we take charge of, how this is going to fit into our lives well i just launched on a bit of a ramble so tell me you guys tell me what it was i said that made sense
1: that i think we want to clarify because there's a tendency whenever people start talking about these things is that we want to somehow turn them into absolutes yes that's it and and into shoulds right i mean like i i I i shouldn't feel this way i shouldn't feel that way and then we start to do, even with something as, as helpful and as um, incredibly powerful as emotional sobriety, we, we start to turn it into something it's not, right? And right. we apply some of this, the, our other consciousness, I'll call it, our, our old yeah. ideas, right? We start applying them to this new experience we're having and one of the things we do is we want to throw everything into the same hopper right or so to speak right right we should all feel this way we should all believe in this and we should all do this and you know one of the things that I'm so excited about in terms of our discussion today is that emotional sobriety has room for all yes everybody's welcome it's inclusive it's not exclusive we do not exclude any particular philosophy any particular ideas about your life mm-hmm. if they're working and they create you know a freedom for you wonderful that's mm-hmm. what the practice mm-hmm. of emotional sobriety is all all about is creating a consciousness of freedom so i thought that that you know when you suggested sure. this topic tom mm-hmm. i just think it is so important to take a step back for a minute and to open this up for people so that they don't start shooting on themselves with the emotional sobriety ideas. Which is codependency, which is we give our power away to yeah. something
2: sort of nebulous there. It's, it's sort of like just to this concept of of that. And and uh, yeah, that's a really good way of saying it. It's it's like we, we go, yeah, we need we need to be aware of how we apply it yeah. specifically. And and it's not just. Uh, what did you, what do you, how you said it in a certain way that I liked a lot. It was it's, it's, it's not, but it's I, what I said was just not the broad strokes, but it's not, it's, it's not, it doesn't all fit into one, one hopper. That's what you said.
1: I'm really uh, enjoying, I'm, I'm starting to really work out again and, and, and try to really pay attention to my health and, and my physical conditioning. Mm-hmm. And so I've started to do some, um, mitt work with, uh, boxing, right. With mm-hmm. this guy that has the, this academy in Doylestown called Fight for Tomorrow. Well, he's a Stoic. I knew very little about Stoicism. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard you mention that you, mm-hmm. you really enjoy Marcus Aurelius. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people see him as one of the early Stoics that, that mm-hmm. really popularized the idea. And I wanted to read something from Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. Mm-hmm. And I just want to show people how So many different people talk about this from so many different angles. Right. Right. That's why when we say it's inclusive, it really is. I mean, I can pull quotes out from Gestalt therapists, from family therapists, from Mm -hmm. all kinds of people. So Mm -hmm. here's what Marcus Aurelius said. He says, yes, getting your wish would have been so nice. Mm -hmm. Yes, getting your wish Mm -hmm. would have been so nice. But isn't that exactly why pleasure trips us up? Mm -hmm. He goes, instead, see if these things might be even nicer. A great soul. Mm -hmm. Freedom, I put down emotional freedom. Mm -hmm. Honesty, kindness, saintliness. For there is nothing so pleasing as wisdom itself. Yep. When you consider how sure-footed and effortless the works of understanding and knowledge are. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about, well, how do we get, get that emotional center of gravity back into ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And when I and we've talked, you know, at length about this, maybe ad nauseum about it, mm-hmm. is that when I expect things to go the way I want them to go so that I'm going to feel all right, it's a setup, right? What do they say in AA? Expectations are premeditated resentments or resentments right. under construction. I mean, we've right. heard all kinds of sayings like this. Well, Marcus Aurelius really captures this thing. He says, getting what you want may make you feel good, but is that really what life is about? Is that really going to satisfy? Is that is that going to create the kind of relationship with yourself and with reality that really works for you, right? That works under any conditions, whatever. And I like the way that uh, Tony Robbins said it, it creates an unshakable foundation to your life. Not that Mm -hmm. we don't get shaken at times, we all do, Mm -hmm. but we find a way to get our balance back. Right, Find a way to get our balance back by going back to what's really important. And it's my attitude, my effort, my perspective, how I deal with what's going on, and my disappointments, not getting my needs met all the time.
2: Right. Well, as a matter, that's the old thing we, you know, our, our line in here is, is, you know, anybody can have a good day on a good day and, and we should enjoy that. You know, it's like, like, uh, but th- th- I love, you know, and, and Marcus, uh, the meditations is, I mean, I have, I have a, a copy of that book that, that I'm going to have to get another copy because, because I've written as many words in the margins as, as have, are written in the actual book, because I've just, it's so marked up and so, so, uh, used, um, but, you know, and, and, Mar- and, and, and Marcus Aurelius, the people that, that he, he, he learned from are, are wonderful to read as well. But I mean, the, yeah, the sto-, sto stoics to me, as I've learned, as I've been reading them, is like, they're very, they, they're almost synonymous with AA. <laughs> they're just, the more I read with them, I go like, Oh, okay, well, I, I you know, I can almost find the, like just what you did. I can almost find the line in AA that, 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 that aligns with it. But ultimately I mean, first of all, Stoics never, never miss an opportunity to remind you that we're all going to fucking die. It's like they just, like they just remind but it's a good thing that they're reminding you of that because it's like, it's like pay attention, you know, step up. And the other thing is it's about looking for meaning underneath, like what you're saying, like you're saying, rather than did you get what you want? What did you learn? How did you grow? You know, and the cool thing about Marcus Aurelius' med- meditations is this is a book that he, that he never wrote for, to, to publish for anything. These are, these are only, these are, this is his journals. These are things he wrote to himself for himself. And, uh, and there, and it is, it is full, it's full, it's full of wisdom, full of vulnerability, the things that we, you know, that, you know, it's, it's like to realize he's such, he's just a person, just like the rest of us. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. But it gets us, I think what I got from that was going hopefully what we're doing to make this more personal, more unique to each one of us individually is we keep asking those questions about what's most, most important
0: to me, you know? Yeah. And
2: that won't be the same every day.
0: Yeah. I had a major breakup in, um, 2013 and, uh, I probably drank and used over that and ruined my life for maybe like seven years or six or seven years. And, uh, what my organizing principle was at that point in time was I need to be liked by this person or I need to be validated. And uh, yeah. the universe needs to give me this thing um, for me to be okay. And what I find appealing, you know, about the, the things I picked up in early recovery and then now moving on to a more emotional sobriety frame is um, you can find something to sustain you. That's not so contingent on, um, yeah. Maybe a bit of like what you were saying, uh, in the Aurelius quote, uh, these pleasures, this kind of like, you know, immediate gratification and validation, um, getting a cookie, you know, uh, that tells you, you know, you're a good guy and, uh, you were, you are liked and likable. Um, you know, I, I think it's just, uh, in essence for me, recovery is just, how can I survive this life? How can I, uh, Find the will to keep going day after day, Mm -hmm. and uh, you realize at some point, if you're lucky, that um, you know you gotta you gotta dig deeper to find those things because uh, you're gonna you know failure and uh, heartbreak, that kind of stuff. See, that's it. You're gonna get a a lot of it.
2: That's at least that's in my mind as we're as we're developing this as we have this conversation. Don't think everything's gonna go your way every day. Expect that it's not. You know, he, he's very, very grounded in the sense that basically these my words, not Marcus Aurelius's words, but when you get up in the morning, you're going to, you're going to meet with people who are assholes and difficult, and, and you're going to run into problems that don't, you know, don't make any sense to you and that kind of stuff. And that's your job, you know, to be, a, to be the best human being in those conditions. And, and, and I, and I love that idea that that's our job just to be the best version of ourselves. And that's, and that's where it lines up with with everything I think about of emotional sobriety. I think that to me, if, if I had to come up with just at least today, the, the most, the, the most concise definition of emotional sobriety for myself, it would be to be the best version of myself that I can be. And that includes all the other stuff. It means it means, expanding awareness to know all about so many other parts of myself, to have the humility to know that I don't know all about all. I don't haven't met all those parts yet, but it's like, I know a lot of them. I understand the inner workings of that. I have a sense of who's in charge of that, who I am in the middle of all of that, but ultimately it's me, doing the best I can do and this really helps me with when we live in a world whether it be in your personal world or whether you look at this the world globally and say okay how how can I be happy when all this shit is going on that's how you do it you you realize my goal is to be the best version of myself and that's that's the ultimate measure of who we are you know so true. I, I kind of think I, I started thinking about, you know, you know, they use those little tumblers to polish rocks. You know, you know what I'm talking about that. It's, it's like, I, I, I came to, I came to, to think not too long ago that maybe that's, that's why, you know, this, the world is we're in, in all the ways that it's wonderful, but also screwed up. <clears throat> maybe that's what, maybe the, maybe the human experience is this tumbler and we're just the rocks. They're in there and, and we're we're here to experience this stuff and 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 to become as beautiful as we can be. I and, and so yeah. that makes that I can do that. See, I I mean I, I you know I don't know how beautiful I can be today, but I but I can do my best to do that. As opposed, but I, you know, although, you know, and, and I can, and I can participate in the greater world. I can still go vote. I can still argue about things. I can stand up for somebody who's being tr- treated unjustly, all of that stuff. But ultimately the measure is did I do the best I could do at being me today? That, that fits for me. And it ma- probably makes me feel
1: as unshakable as I've ever felt in my life. Well, listen, now we come back to what we've been doing on Thursday nights is exploring emotional sobriety, the steps and self esteem self esteem. Yes. And You know, what you're talking Mm -hmm. about is a way to feel good about yourself Mm -hmm. is a way to to have esteem right is to to really have what I would like to call true pride. True pride. And I
2: just want to keep sticking into the deeper part of that too, though, because, because there are other ways that are, and I'm not saying they're bad things because they're fine to enjoy, but it's like, there are a lot of ways you can feel good about ourselves that are more superficial. Yes. in this, you know, like you, Oh, you, you guys, you guys like me. That makes me feel good. I appreciate that. It's like, it does matter to me, but it's like, that's not ultimately the point.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, see, that's where. When we develop self-esteem is we put, how do I say it? Is it, it, that we change the footing of our life, right? Is that it's yeah, not yeah. based on what's happening to us, but who we are. Yes, And that's what you're saying. It's Instead of focusing so much on having, right? Having somebody's approval, getting somebody to like us, achieving this, achieving that. It's more focused, not that those things aren't important. We're not being black and white here. And that's, that's what this talk is about today. It's not about mm-hmm. being black and white. It's about putting the emphasis on the right syllable. Mm-hmm. That being needs to be at least as important, if not more important than having. If not, mm-hmm. we're back to being out of balance. And that's what mm-hmm. Bill kept pounding the drum about. Mm-hmm. It's about being in balance. So it's not like some of the strivings we had before were wrong. They were just so out of balance Mm -hmm. that I had to get everything my way, that it had to be my way, that I wanted to be right, that, you know, all those other things that that created a very unworkable or Bill called it an impossible way of life. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to do is to bring ourselves back into some kind of balance. Yes.
2: Yes. It's about, well, and it and, and get really, it, it gets, it's, it's a grounding. That's another word that comes to my mind is like when, when I'm talking about people in real, you talk about, uh, including your example uh, uh, of relationship, uh, Patrick is sometimes with, with, with people in my office, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll demonstrate different ways of doing relationships. I'll stand up and I'll, and I'll lean as far forward as I can, holding onto the arms of a chair that has wheels on it. So so it's like I'm in basically I'm 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 leaning in such a way that if you pull the chair out from under me I face plant, you know it's like and and first of all you do that for a minute talk about physical conditioning you can feel your arms start to shake it's like it's a it's a very tense place and I think you know and my point that to, the, to to people what I'm doing that is that's how I used to have relationships. I used to lean so far into those relationships. Like my first marriage was such that this has to be just right here or I won't be okay. You know, I'll be, I'll be gone. I'll be, I won't And then I plant my feet. And I, you know, do the stuff that, that, that you've always, you've contributed to that a lot. Cause you talk about that balance and you, and, and, then some of your stuff, even when you're talking about tennis and things like that, it's like, and I found my feet and then I lean out on the same chair and it has rollers on it and stuff like that. So I'm not completely, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not completely safe. You know, it's like, I'm if you pull the chair out from under me at any given time, I'm off balance, you know, I'm going to stumble, but I'm not falling. It's like that. That's what to me. That's the picture we're talking about getting my feet under me and and my legs a certain space between them, you know, so that you basically have 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 enough, have enough uh, balance and enough uh, groundedness uh, so so that when things happen and it's not if things happen when things happen you're going to be okay. But you know, what I'm telling people is that, you know, I, we're not trying to get people to a place where they don't. And I think this is one of the mistakes people can make when we talk about, don't give your power away and, and, and be, be controlled by what other people think of you. We're not saying don't care what other people think of you, we're, yes. you know, because, because that, that's, that's, counter- that would be
0: impossible.
2: Well, that's counter-dependence. We know people who do that, who basically, I'm not going to let myself care or be cared for, you know, and, and, and that's a, it's a defense. It's a, it's a way of staying safe so that I'm not going to be invested in anything. So that would be me in that, in that same image, just standing stuck, straight up and down saying, I'm not going to even touch the damn chair, you know, but that's not what we want. We want to, but, but, but it's, it's, it's the deeper part It's get those roots into the
1: ground. This is a practice. This yes. is an ongoing practice of integrating some new principles in our lives. Principles yes. that for most of us are quite foreign to us, mm-hmm. that we weren't raised with these ideas. We, I was not raised with these ideas mm-hmm. at all. No. I mean, my ideas was more that there was a strong, this is the way things are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I kept, you know, that was my, the way I w- went through life is, mm-hmm. is you know, hoping, wishing, praying, manipulating that things would mm-hmm. happen the way that they should happen. Mm-hmm. And secretly suspecting I was cursed, they would never really happen that way. And it's right. such a weird deal. I mean, such a weird thing. And then, you know, for me, letting go of that has been where my freedom has really come in my emotional freedom. Yeah, It really, Oh,
2: it's, think about that. It's, it's like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I, I sometimes just realize I have a hard time. Even it's such it's such an experiential, such a visceral sense. When you say that, I'm going to go, OK, I know exactly what that is. How do I describe it? You know, it's, you've done that a couple of times with with, with this today. We get to something you go like, OK, I got it. But now I got to put words to it. It's but it is this it is this. Um, it's a simplicity for one thing. It is. Oh, this is this is where this is where it begins. And this you know this and when i lose when i lose touch this is where i always need to come back you know it's like because when i gave that example I'm not saying that, you know, I don't, I can't find myself, you know, within the next couple of days, face planted somewhere because I've leaned too far into something, you know, and, 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 and fallen. It's like, okay, but what I know is the practice of that is, okay, what do you do? You, you know, you always tell people like, like, you know, in terms of recovery, it's amazing how often whenever, whenever we, we mess something up. the, the, we have the saboteur in our head that, that always has the, what I call the, the lie of compartmentalized time, you know, so that if you mess up on at two o'clock in the afternoon, well, we'll start tomorrow. If you mess up, you know, on a Thursday, well, we'll, we'll start on Monday. If you, if you mess up, you know, in uh, late October or November, we'll start the first of the year. It's like, and, and, you know, and I, and I tell, I just, I just say it this way. I say, if you actually were walking down the street and you fell down, would you just stay there? until the next day i mean you know like, well, no, you
0: know get back up get up your metaphor of the rock polisher um i sometimes i have the habit i think of um you know i think we're always in the polisher and i mm-hmm. think i i have the habit uh the expectation that uh you know i'll be stepping off into into tranquil zone and, uh, you know, I won't, I won't be, uh, living my life. I can kind of coast on autopilot for a little bit mm-hmm. and everything's mm-hmm. going to be perfect. And, uh, then when, uh, the creeping, you know, what well, mistakes or, you know, shit happens, uh, yeah. you know, uh, confronts me, then, uh, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Uh, like, you know, uh, when, when in, in, in actuality, we're just, we're constantly polishing, and uh... Yeah,
2: the the in in that metaphor for me anyway the the tumbler the tumbler is the human experience. It's yeah. like period. It's like it it just is. Now whether whether it's, it's, it's gently tumbling us on on a particular day that's beyond our control too. You know, it's it's like. But I love I love what you're saying because because that's yeah that's the kind of fantasies that get us in trouble. That that and it's and, and, and these kind of discussions can help us kind of pinpoint. Uh, it's the power of of metaphors. Like you 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 pinpoint. Oh. I thought, I guess I was doing, I get that. And I was, I was thinking I was taking a break from the Tumblr. I'll be, I'm going to get out and i sit over here on the table for a while. It's, it's like, like, and you're going like, oh, doesn't work that way.
0: Well, what'd you say? I mean, a, a lot of what you're talking about, you, you mentioned at the beginning, um, what's actually important and then mm-hmm. pairing, pairing away kind of all these things that uh, maybe we once thought was important or we was mm-hmm. once thought would be sustaining us and then realizing they're actually not sustaining right. us well you know,
2: or so. they may be, they may it, and that's another piece too that's very it's it developed it's developed it's a good idea to have some sense of developmental psychology as well is like you know we often when we talk about developmental psychology we end up talking about child development stuff but development developmental psychology goes through our entire our entire our entire life and the truth is that you know you know, we can we you know, we want to we want to teach kids, we want to teach our kids, you know, the stuff about about personal integrity from the very beginning and that kind of thing. But in terms of looking at your own life, in terms of what's most important to you at different times in your life, or actually speak, I'll speak for myself At different times in my life, different things were more important than they are now. You know, there are times where I'm in when I was a younger person in beginning my career then I had, you know, I, you know, it's you know, you always you always say, like, oh, a relationship should always be first. It's should, everything. Should be. It's like not necessarily. It's like sometimes sometimes there were times in my life where the pursuit of my career was an appropriate Thing you know, it's, it's good. It was also good that I not be hurting other people, but, but but mistreating people. But there was nothing wrong with that being a value of mine. It's about being clear about what your particular values are at your particular time in your life, and li- and, ha- and and this goes back to emotional sobriety is, is, as you know, Alan, I've realized I've been writing about emotional sobriety, uh, only through spending time with you. And you know, I realized that, Oh, uh, you know I just, didn't, I didn't have some of the language, but it's like, it's, it's like, it's been very validating to me to realize, Oh my God, you know, this is another way that I had was getting to it, but it was about living congruently with that value system, yeah. you know, and, and what matter and the truth is what matters to me today, you know, it's at 68 as I'm, as I'm sitting here, it's like, it, it's, you know, it's it's different than it was when I was, when I was 48.
1: Very much so. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And that's, that's the other thing we want to say. So, so when we say, look, when you're an adult or when you achieve emotional sobriety, the only reason to do something is because you want to, or you don't, well, we don't yeah. prescribe to you what your want is. That's, the that's it. one of the great things I think about emotional sobriety is that It's really a path to really a true celebration of differences Mm -hmm. is that when I am operating from a place that, you know, I'm not in this world to live up your expectations. You're not in this world to live up to mine. I can let go of any demands, requirements that you should feel or think the way I do. And Mm -hmm. see, now that gets challenging at times because there's some ideas out there that I don't like, you know, we've Mm -hmm. talked about it before. Yeah. where where politics crosses over into this and Mm -hmm. how do we now deal with, you know, some of our brothers and sisters who think so differently than we do. And we have a hard time seeing their point of view and, and, and feel threatened by it or whatever it is. But that's the challenge. How Mm -hmm. do we deal with these things? Right? How do we cope with them? And, you know, how do we find our center of gravity, so to speak, Mm-hmm. In the midst of a lot of a lot of things that for that can seem quite crazy, right? right.
2: Well, and 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 just to, just to play with that just for a minute is, and I think I, I think I probably learned this this image more from you than anybody, Alan. Is is once I once I have that center of gravity because you know once you, how do I hold on to it while I'm interacting? Is you know like like because I mean I think dealing with with, with you know. And it's just it's just the polarization politically is just is just an easy easy, uh, metaphor because uh, or example of that, because it's like it's really easy to be very grounded in understanding your own value system. But then if you if, if you if you get and talk to somebody else, it's we can get we can get thrown off balance so quickly. It's like it's like we lose it. And see, I think one of the things we're talking about here today is i i think one of the explanations for that is if i if i'm talking to patrick and, and he and i disagree vehemently about something there's a there's a part of me if i'm if i'm not careful that that begins to shift and, and invest my self-esteem needs in terms of i need, I need to win this argument. I need to make this point. I need him to respond in a certain way for me to get this. It's like how, you know, cause I, and I get people, I see people who've been married to somebody. I started somebody yesterday that's been married to somebody for 25 years. And, and she say, well, I just need to understand so-and-so it's like, and I can tell you from knowing these people, it's not going to happen. You know, she, she, they could be OK. She could be OK, but but it's not going to happen because,
1: you know, she, she's that person is going to change their position. I've shared with both you and Patrick, mm-hmm. one of our, our fans is Marina, and she mm-hmm. shared with me the work in the blogs from Heather Cox Richardson, mm-hmm. a history professor at Harvard um, mm-hmm. who has an incredible perspective on the political tension in our country. Mm-hmm and what she has helped me see is how these issues that we struggle with today even in our 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 current culture right our current climate Mm -hmm, our current mm -hmm. you know political climate have such deep roots to the beginnings of this country Mm -hmm. and and the what the and i used to be quite critical of the other side right i mean look Mm -hmm. I've, i've alienated few people in my, especially my brother and my family, who's very much, you know, a right and conservative person. And, you know, mm-hmm. we've mm-hmm. had our differences and I've struggled with those differences and criticized his position and he's criticized mm-hmm. mine. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm starting to get to, which is helping kind of ease the conflict for me is both sides are important mm-hmm. is you can't have the left without the right. You can't have the right without the left and that there's something about when things are polarized, there's an important dialogue that can go on in the middle of trying to deal with those differences. Mm -hmm. And it isn't pretty. We're not really good at dealing with our differences and respecting the other side Mm -hmm. and that which makes it even harder. But there is an importance, right? Day is defined by night. Night is defined mm-hmm. by day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, kindness is defined by cruelty. You can't have kindness without the other side. There right. is some value to these things. And we're going to talk about that. I'm going to suggest that as a, a whole topic one time for our emotional sobriety. But the fact the, these polarizations and these different poles of issues are very, very important, I think, for the evolution of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And, and we will get more into it. And when I start to see it from that way, it takes a little of the sting out of what it all means right now. Right. You know what I mean? It's like I can put it into a bigger context that this is evolving. This is not, today is not the final chapter being mm-hmm. written on any of these things. This is just one paragraph, maybe mm-hmm. one sentence in mm-hmm. the chapter that's being written that right. the big chapter in the sky, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Yeah. Yeah. That is nothing's gonna be decided now. It's not, it's it's a continuous unfolding. And and look, one of the things I love about our country is we're free to have the dialogue. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I thought a bit of you guys, and I think I did learn something from you know our uh, our evolution together and Quite a bit of crazy political shit has happened since we've started this show. We've even talked about it on a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. But uh, recently, um, I was uh, I'm on a text thread with some friends, and uh, you know, I was sending them some uh, catastrophizing news type stuff. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. my buddy, my buddy, texts me. He's like, "Man, you need to lay off some of these YouTube videos. I think it's bad for your health." And uh, <laughs> I immediately I are mean, bad for your mental health. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, af- after that initial kind of rush of, you know, uh, you fuck, you know, like I'm the most healthy uh, person uh, you know, and I'm just and, you know, you need to, to learn about this now. You know, um, you know, I uh, I thought about it for a sec. I, I sat with the thought and then I re- replied, uh, you know what? You're probably right. I think it was the exact right thing to say because he was right. I can feel change over time, you know, evolution and perspective. And if you're humble like that, I think that people listen to you more.
2: Yeah, but let me say this because I think this is one of this is one of the the main themes that I that I had when I, when I did my little ebook on therapy for for politics is is the idea is the very same. We 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 live in a our, in our culture. I think we've tended to think that we deal with these outside situations, especially politics, religion, stuff like that in some kind of different way than we deal with our personal selves. It's like, but it's, it's like, it's the same. It's like, it's just more, it's more, I think about your ripple effect. It's like, so basically. And and so what I'm thinking, and I'm thinking actually, Alan, because what you said about your, about that as a, as a topic, is it might make a good idea to have it next time or soon, because we're talking. One of the ways we're one of the things we're talking about today is we're. You know, room for all is is the, is the topic we're saying, and I hope I hope we're doing a good job of of making that point. The other thing we're we're back to is one of my favorite concepts from your most recent book, which is holding on to yourself. Um, you, know, you know, it's like so. Once we have that 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 place, that's what that's what that's what that's what Patrick just just gave an example of is is basically holding on to himself, feeling the wobble. You know, when he, when he when he was when something would have would have thrown him off and, and he, but, he but, his, but his feet were under him and he, and he held on to it. So he held on to that. And it just was the next response. It wasn't. See, that's the other thing is we, we get out of this idea. What you said, Alan, is, is let's put this in perspective. We're not going to change the world today. I'm not going to change the world by this conversation. What I can do is the exact same thing we're talking about with Marcus Aurelius. I can be the very best version of myself. That I can be today. And that that doesn't mean I I abandoned my beliefs. It just right. means I remain respectful and kind and realistic. And 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 so to me, holding on to ourselves, getting that balance, holding that, and then realizing we're getting ready to if we step into a political world right now it's a very, it's it's very it's treacherous because we're it mean, probably always has been but but it's like at this point what we know is that it's very easy for a lot of us who have very clear strong beliefs to get thrown off and possibly face plant and it's like we want to be able to do is stay like you said we want to stay in the conversation
1: yes well,
0: yeah and and i like to just throw it in there uh I you don't talk much alan about uh your uh more right-leaning brother but um i have a friend uh, one of my best friends is kind of like a a right-leaning guy I'm a leftist and um, I think some uh, perspectives deserve condemnation but when you're talking about individuals or like loved ones that are close to you and you've made the decision (laughs) that this is gonna this is one of my people he's in my life Mm -hmm. and and, uh, then you know the conversation isn't a isn't so much about uh, the perspectives it's like how can I if you made a decision, this person's in my life, you know, I just need to figure out a way to deal with that. Then it's, uh, you know, the the expectation can't be at least, uh, the main, the the main consideration can't be how do I bend this person to, uh, Right. Well, well accommodate goes, my it, point of view,
2: you know, and it goes back to that's perfect, Patrick, because it goes back to what Alan was saying. It's it's and it goes back to our, t- our topic of of, of of inclusion. It's it's like it's, it's what I want. It's like, uh, you know, quite a while ago now, but I, my, my, a few years ago, my friend Tom well felt that I told some, some, some my Hawaii story and other things about had had, had died of pancreatic cancer. He, he uh, was a, 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 you know, a, uh, very much a, 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 a right person, a, a GOP person, and he and I, we we had some other friends that were, you know, in, in conversation with us, and they basically would just ask us to shut up if we started <laughs> to talk. They were very, they were very good about it, like quit doing that. But but ultimately, Tom and I, we we chose, we we decided consciously to just drop the subjects because we love each other. And we know we love each other. And it goes back to the word want, Alan. It's like, I, it wasn't so much. It's like, Oh, I'm just here. I'm going to have to, I, I didn't have to stay in a relationship with him, but, I, but he didn't have to stay in a relationship with me, but we wanted to, you know, and to this day, because I've gone through the process of losing him and uh, it was texting with his, his, uh, his uh, uh, wife just yesterday uh, saying that how I was still missing him. It's like, the, the history of that relationship, our, our political positions have nothing to do. You know, our, our, our relationship on earth together is over, you know, cause he's gone, but, but, but that place that, that really has no part in the stories that I would tell about that relationship. But, well, but right, they're, and they're, the best,
0: the best way you can advocate for your point of view is it's, it's the way you live your life. It's what you do, not what you say. I think, and I remember that.
2: Attra- attraction, not promotion, man. Oh, it's man. like we're right back. You see, again, whatever is wisdom is going to show up, whether it be stoicism, whether it be twelve step recovery, whether it be Christianity, whether it be you know anything else. It's, it's like the wisdom is going to be there because that's that's what we're seeking.
1: Yes, I love yes. this. Right on. Well, good discussion, gents. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. I'm cool with it. <laughs> I can't stand the idea you have about this. Oh my God, it's terrible. <laughs> it's like,
2: it's like, we sh- we should do one like that. We should. We,
0: should, we Maybe we should. Uh... Oh, yeah,
1: let's do a non-emotional, like an unbirthday. Let's do a non-emotional of sobriety event one time. Oh,
0: or yeah, or okay. I could just, or I could just record my cats fighting, and we could just publish is that. that. Is that <laughs> <laughs> we could have that in the background the
2: entire time while we're talking. It's like, like, no, that would be fun. Alan, it's like, you know, it's, it's because it's that, that therapist who missed the point thing. You know, like we could just right, yeah, say, okay, right. if, yeah. if we didn't, if we didn't have, you know, the, the, the non, we'll have the non-emotional sobriety
1: podcast. No. Um, but we should include the therapist who missed the point on it. Oh, that should be a <laughs> segment on every show. The therapist who missed <laughs> the point. We can do a little five-minute segment on that on every show. Let's we do can that. do that. We can probably just Let's write little scripts that. for that. that. That would be good. that would be every fun. Time, yeah. Every time the therapist. All right. The All right. It'd be fun, you guys. Listen, i that's a good way to start. I had uh, so much fun with you guys out here. I got. I know. I got to tell you, man. We we need, to, mm. we need to figure out how to do that again. But I'm serious about. In um, September, I don't know if, if you are included on this dialogue, Tom, but we're thinking of doing an emotional sobriety weekend, mm-hmm. like an AA convention, only it's going to be an emotional sobriety, like, you know, symposium, whatever you call mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I'm going to get a permit so people can camp in my backyard. We're going to build a little stage out there, get some porta potties. And have you and, and some other people that want to come out will be speaking during the thing. There'll be music, there'll be meetings, emotional sobriety meetings. So have you be- talked to Jess about this? <laughs> I did talk to her about it. We need to it. So all right, <laughs> we're gonna shoot for a little bit later in September so it's not so hot. Right, and um, we'll have a lot of fun. Oh, I'd love it.
0: I'll be there. The-
2: that, that would be so, just too too cool. It would all do the chicken bop. With Cece. She'll be grown beyond that, though. She'll be doing something much more sophisticated by next September.
3: Tinge your life, tinge your myth, cultivate your narrative with whomever you're with. Then, we glass in hand and children on one knee, bring some stories, bring your stories back to me. It ain't a crime to be a human Never be ashamed to be yourself Rest assured that whatever you're doing Will entertain me like nobody else So here's to us, my old friends Until it's time to drink the wine and break the bread again With glass in hand and children on Bring some stories Bring your stories Back to me